If you're living and breathing on this planet, there's no way to avoid difficult people. But some jobs come with difficult, demanding people baked in. They've had so many people around them for a very long time just saying yes. They kind of lose a sense of reality. If your role is to manage one of these difficult beings, it is challenging. It's hard to remain calm um, and let them get away with it. You have to bite your tongue at times and um, just get the job done. As a celebrity handler, Jackie Jones is highly experienced in dealing with difficult. My job is to get them out there in a calm way so that the show goes on. But underneath, if said talent is being difficult, all sorts of feelings bubble. Usually a burning rage with a, with a peacefully calm, smiley, happy face. And dealing with so much difficult can take a personal toll. You have to put your emotions somewhere. So I've come home at you know, some nights and had, and had a little cry. Everyone who starts the job has the same initial approach, but everyone learns eventually. If you can be nice to someone, surely they will be nice back, but it doesn't always work like that. You're listening to the Survival A to Z podcast, Strategies to Thrive from Business for Life. I'm Alison Hogg, and my guest is Jackie Doodles, as I know her. Each episode, my guest has selected a word from a list I've given them and helps me unpick the assumptions and realities hidden within. Jackie Jones, or Jackie Doodles, as she's known to me, and other fans of her delightful little doodle messages that she makes up into cards or models for life. She's also known as Jackie Healy to a vast array of celebrities who have held her hand and done what she's told them as they navigate their public moments during promotion tours, gigs, and the like across the world. She's also a journalist, writer, and is also wife to her very own celebrity, Kelly Jones of the Stereophonics. I only tell you this because I think it's bound to be relevant in light of all her life learnings to date. Jackie has recently hung up her boots to focus on her growing family, and the newest of which arrived in the middle of the pandemic, so you might just hear in passing comment in the background. I asked her to join me because of her vast experience in her career, her delight in the world around her, her wonderfully realistic view of things, but also because as a new mum going through all this stuff right now with COVID, I thought she was bound to have a very unique perspective. The first of Jackie's words is actually a phrase. It is dealing with difficult. Jackie Darlin, welcome. Well, thank you for the lovely introduction. I very much appreciate it. Jackie, the dictionary definition of difficult is a list, and amongst them is hard to please, not easily persuaded, unmanageable, potentially embarrassing, not easy. Now, it occurs to me that if there was a job description for you, it would include all of those definitions. Now that you have two babies, one four years old and one newborn, your celeb life should have been a really good training ground for the kind of behaviours one expects from toddlers. Am I being unfair? Do you think? <laughs> You're being so accurate. <laughs> the best training. Tell me about um, difficult people. Why do you think people become difficult? Because I'm going to hope that they're not actually born difficult. So why do you think they become difficult? What do you think happens in their heads that gives them permission to act in that way? You've been having to deal with a lot of very difficult people. So you should have some experience of that. Yeah, I mean, I guess along the way, I've been in, in showbiz entertainment since I left uni and um, and I have come across some challenging people. Um, not not everyone, I may add. It's just, uh, you know, a few will, will stand out and be memorable to me. Um, I'm trying to understand why they get so difficult. And I think with a lot of celebrities, 
that I've had to deal with. I think it's just they've had so many people around them for a very long time just saying yes all the time and doing everything for them. And they kind of lose a sense of reality. They're like toddlers. I just think they're they, like toddlers. They, they are. They yeah. They, they're very difficult to please. And this is my little my little Marley now agreeing with me. Um, but it's very challenging because I'm I'm a people pleaser and I want I want everyone to be happy. And then when I'm dealing with um, with certain people that are difficult it's hard it's hard to remain calm um and let them get away with it but in the job that I do you have to just do that you have to bite your tongue at times and um just get the job done as as a people pleaser Jackie what what runs through your head when you're doing you know that you're doing everything that can be done and they're still being stroppy what happens inside you um well, I kind of a, usually a burning rage, um, but again with a with a peacefully calm, smiley, happy face, um, uh, giving off the uh, uh, giving off calm. And okay, we'll sort this and doing everything with a with a calm smile, really. Uh, but inside, I'm kind of fired up. Um, but again, just wanting to get the job done effectively and um, and please all around me so if for example it's a tv show and i have to deal with an artist getting them to stage on time or to get them out and they're having a moment i my job is to get them out there in a calm way so that the show goes on um and i guess i just have to bite yeah bite my tongue really bite my lip and and hope for hope for the best have you had any where despite your absolute best efforts you have not been able to get them to that place in a calm way? Um, I have got one person in mind that was the most challenging person I've had to deal with. Um, we were on a shoot and, um, yeah, there was a lot of drama going on, but the, the, the shoot still went ahead. The shoot was fantastic and everything, and the, and, and the photographer was, was delighted. <laughs> Um, everyone was happy on set it's just we didn't get to do the actual um, interview so the poor journalist had come all the way and wasted you know eight hours of her day um, for it for it then to be cancelled on the spot and it was kind of out of my hands I was trying to see if we could do it make it work but when a certain artist is in a place where they're not going to do it then it's not going to happen and also the, the journalist is not going to get the best um, even if it were to go ahead, they're not going to get the best out of that person. So, and I think you just have to be, rather than making excuses, I think you just have to try and explain in, in a calm, professional way um, why it can't happen. Because so, again, I'm having to protect the artist who is being challenging because um, I don't want them to have a bad, I don't want them to look bad. So I'm kind of trying to keep the artist protected yet trying to keep the journalist or producer um, happy as well. So you're kind of like the middleman um, and trying to service everyone with a calm smile and get the job done effectively. So tell me this then, Jackie, I want to know. So what do you do with that burning rage <laughs> that you've just bubbled um, up for eight hours yeah. during an event yeah, like that? What do you do? I, do you go home and... I, I Do you know what? I've, I've, I've actually... To, in all my career, I've always remained calm and just maybe come home and had a 
had a uh, moan with my husband um, or my fr you know friends around me. But um, usually keep it calm on set. Um, and then often, you know, I've had, you know, I've had a, a, a tear or so because, you know, you have to put your emotions somewhere. So I've come home, at, you know, some nights and had and had a little cry, but then feel feel better for it. Yeah, because it's a lot of it is just um, energy, isn't it? I, I think that's I think yeah. women are good at that. Actually, a lot of times your anger needs to get released. You also it needs to come you out. also are expected to control it, especially well, if you're a woman. In your kind of job, yeah. you have to control it then multiply well. And if you can just get rid of that um, that energy through a bit of a cry, I sometimes I've been so angry, particularly in the corporate world, you know, dealing with mm -hmm. um, with a lot of people who, to my mind, are talking, you know, what feels like nonsense at that moment, and um, and it's also I feel like like the decisions that are being made maybe are going to be very damaging to the cause of whatever it is that we're trying to do. And I get so frustrated that sometimes my eyes fill with flipping tears. Oh, it's yeah, so frustrating. I know, I know, it really is. Actually, that the, the moment I was talking to you about being on set that day where I had a particularly bad moment with um, a certain talent, I actually didn't keep it together. Um, I actually had to leave leave the set and like, literally go to the bathroom and have a, a little cry not in front of the person um and then their manager actually caught found me or their agent found me and saw I was upset and his words were don't let her see you like this because it because you know it's you know basically insinuating that it will show a sign of weakness and I was so enraged that he said that I was like Do you know what Maybe she needs to see me like this because everyone else is tiptoeing around and not being real. Maybe I need to show this in order for it to get through. You can't treat people like this. And I am actually a person with real feelings. And actually, I've given up my Sunday when I could be with my husband and my baby. And I'm babysitting you, said person. But uh, I was so annoyed. And um, actually, I knew, I knew the... Um, interview wasn't going to take place I actually left set that day and um and then lo and behold I didn't even say goodbye I just left and then lo and behold the next day when I was working um it was like a completely different person and um the person was really nice to me like very complimentary uh so you know so happy and smiley and a very like like I say complimentary of my work and I it, and I also was being a little bit um, evasive, perhaps. I was being professional, but, like, I wasn't being my usual happy, warm, bubbly self. I was being a little bit, you know, standing standing off and just being professional. And, um, yeah, I got, like, almost got more respect for being that kind of colder person. So it kind of confused me because I think I always, I've always won people around by being nice and warm. But maybe that doesn't work. For everyone so it was kind of a lesson learned to me I, I can't assume everyone's the same and maybe I just need to be a bit tougher with certain people and they'll have more respect I think that is a learning though of life isn't it and I don't think that's a particularly female or male thing I think it is that you have to one choose your battles so you choose, you choose battles, who yeah. you're going to argue with and two mm. you have to temper 
probably or you're well advised to temper your behavior depending on the character that you're with and very yeah. and don't assume this is always my thing I'm so don't open assume. I always assume everybody yeah, is lovely me too. everybody's lovely Same. people are lovely aren't they all lovely yeah. and I started yeah. that assumption yeah. and this is patently not true <laughs> yeah yeah that's true my own children yeah. said to me mom like seriously mom you didn't see that so I'm always yeah. so shocked and, and disappointed that, by people. You yeah, know? that's like me. And exactly, you 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 kind of um, assume everyone's lovely or like yourself, and then you get really disappointed when they're not. And you're kind of like, also, I I obviously I also kind of thought perhaps I can change certain people. You know, maybe I can. You know, I I'll always go in even if I hear bad things or if someone's got a bad reputation. I'll always take the person um, as I see them. You know. Um, and there's part of me that's like, I can win them. I can win them round by being by being kind, being nice. You can win people round. And I think, you know, if you if you can be nice to someone, surely they will be nice back. But it doesn't always work like that, and that's disappointing. So, me. what's your strategy? How uh, you know you've you've had these experiences? So you and you're a bit older now. I mean, you're not you're not old mm. by, any, by any means, but you're a bit older than you were then. So what have you learned? What do you do to, to read a person better, do you think? Or do you, or do you read a person better? Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I, I used to be, I guess now I just, I'm a bit more cautious and um, go in there just taking each person. Um, I'm a bit, say, less warm I used to be called Jackie Healy touchy-feely that was my nickname when I was at Warner Warner Music and I'm very tactile very kind of loving person and not everyone likes that not everyone likes that kind of immediate like gushy kind of happy self so I kind of remain a little bit hold a bit back which is not my natural self and then see what they're like as a person and then you know vamp it up <laughs> to my kind of level if they're like me or if we connect. But isn't that interesting? So, that, <laughs> so, you know, in a way you've, because that's probably a growing and maturing into the role type thing, mm. which is not a bad yeah. thing, even though it feels like, because for me, it always feels like a disappointment. Like I have to, I have to. Restrain. Yes. Mm. I have to hold myself mm. back or I have to not be the true real person that yeah. I want to be, but actually maybe that's naive of me. I sometimes think, like, stop being so naive, Alison. Like, really, you've just got to get to know a person a bit better first before yeah, you give them right. everything. That's right. You know. And my husband taught me that as well because he's an artist, and he he said, you know, um, he's quite he's quite shy. Um, if you if you to compare us both, if we were both to enter a room, even though he's the he's the famous one, he's the one that's the the you know. The musician and the performer he's actually probably a more shy person compared to me um and he doesn't like he doesn't often like when people are too forward or too forthcoming um that he doesn't know uh in a work situation so I've learned to just by him to kind of tone it down a bit and just read the room a bit and read the person and then um you know go from there when, really so he's taught me that when as well. he says he doesn't like someone to be too forward what does what how does it make him feel uh, it makes him feel a bit um like he doesn't like ta he doesn't like ta be people being tactile or you know um too overly friendly or too like they know him you know like if they don't know him yeah so or too overly chatty 
for example like if it's um if it's a if it's like a tv show and someone the producer comes in and they're too like almost you need to read the situation don't hang around too long don't pretend like don't talk as if you are that person's friend because you're not yet <laughs> so whereas I've always gone in and tried to be friendly so that they like me probably um but not like I need to rein that back in. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. And I'm sure that I'm sure that it is also difficult for someone in Kelly's position to because people have seen him, they've watched him perform. They, they feel like they, they feel know like him. they yeah. know him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And um and you think as an artist, you think, oh, they they'd probably be really pleased about that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. But he he doesn't often like it. Not all the time. I'm just you know, no, but I know I know what you mean. Comparing. I think it's just about there's there is a performer and a talent on stage, and that is not yeah. the same person necessarily, or not all of the person who is doing that. The other ninety percent right. of the person is yeah. just this bloke with two kids, and he's knackered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that right? With four kids. <laughs> Yeah, he's very he's knackered. Kids, of course, of course, with four kids. Yeah. It's so a very yeah, knackered. Yeah, four. yeah, yeah, yeah. So 15, 15, 13, four and eight weeks. Oh, so it's all going on. All going on. <laughs> all going on. And there's a lot of hormones. A lot of hormones. And, there, and there's three. <laughs> there's a lot of tears. Yeah, there's, there's three girls, isn't that right? Three girls and Marley's boy. So um, we've got um, the eldest Colby, who's actually transitioning at the moment. Okay. Um, so we've got Colby, um, who's a boy. We've got uh, Misty, who's a girl at 13. We've got Riley, who's a girl at four. And we've got Marley, who's eight weeks. Oh. Little, boy, little boy. So two boys and two girls. Oh, oh, wow. So a busy, busy family. Lots of difficult in mm. there. So have you learned from, <laughs> yeah. have you learned from your experience as a, you know, in, in your work? Have you learned from that experience in work? Um, to bring it home, yeah. To like how to manage all of these kids in these different stages. Yeah, different definitely. Needs. Yeah, I think so. I think work has definitely helped, and I think having the experience of uh, my stepchildren uh, before I had my own children um, has really helped me be a, a better, a better parent, and a better mum, and a better partner as well. Oh. It's kind of like I had the training years, you know. Mm. So when all my um, friends were like still going out. And in the, you know, in the early twenties, mid twenties, um, I was kind of with my then boyfriend doing like watching Dora the Explorer at 8am and going to the park. Um, so I had kind of good training, um, of, of being a parent. And I think that's really helped me. So when I did have Riley, it wasn't too, it wasn't too much of a shock to the system for me. Um, and I was, I kind of found it quite I don't want to say easy but I found it yeah I found it kind Normal. of not too not too yeah not too hard not too challenging but I think it's because I'd had that those years looking after you know somebody else's children mm -hmm. and I think they, and, the, um, your, and your have, opportunity yeah. for the blended family is probably mm -hmm. smoother because you had your stepchildren first do you know what I mean that's right isn't that right yeah, so they, they, they got definitely. time with you and, and they didn't have to have those jealousies. So then they were probably able That's to right. just yeah. say, oh, look, Riley's one of us. Isn't that right? Exactly. No, it's been brilliant. And actually having Riley has brought us all closer. Uh, definitely brought me closer to the old elder children, you know, um, because there's a shared, you know, 
bloodline, you know, yeah. <laughs> and they they love her and now Marley as well. And oh, it's great. We've got a little boy in the in the house. Mm. Um, but I definitely think, you know, the working situations have helped my personal life situations as well. You know, understanding, listening, um, you know, trying to manage them all and make sure everyone's being heard. Um, tell me this when you're dealing with really, really difficult. Are you a forgiver and forgetter or are you a parker and move honor? Um, that's a that's a difficult question. I'd like to say I'm a I'm a um, move park and move on. But I probably am a little bit of the what was the first one? I you forgive said? and forget. All right. So. I would like to say I'm more like that, forgive and forget. And but I, I, I can't help but be hurt by certain situations. It's hard to move on from them, but I do try but to. But you know but what? I think it's also important to remember. I'm very much yeah. a, a forgive, even if not forgive, I'm very much a forget. I think it's like a like a thing in my head of when I was at school, I was bullied for a very long time for three years at boarding school. Oh. And so I had to, in order to continue to live with those girls for the following four years <laughs> until I was 16, mm -hmm. I had to have that ability to switch things off and put them away and just forget it. Oh, yeah. You? So, but I'm not sure that that's always necessarily a good thing because sometimes you can be oh. too forgiving, too forgetful. You park it far too far away and then actually it happens again. You leave the door open for it yeah, to happen I, again. I see, right. I, I I guess I don't I didn't do I don't do what you do then in that case because I've got instances at school where people were not very kind and I've never I've never moved on from it. I still kind of remember it to this day. Um so I I don't forget about it, absolutely not. Um I will always remember it and learn from it and not be so um what's the word, naive next time. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I do know exactly. I do know exactly what you mean. No. Um, if someone hurts me, I will, I will, I will definitely forgive. Like I'll, I'll say, I'll forgive them, but I won't forget it. And I will always, it, it will always be, it will always be there. And I will be dubious, and I'll be, uh, you know, next time around, I won't be so hasty as to, you know, let them get, let them do that to me. For example, what's your advice? Finally on this section, what's your advice for people who have to deal with difficult? Mm. If you had on a, on a day to day, yes, if you just had one piece of advice, let's say somebody's dealing with a difficulty in difficult people in their work situation or even in their home life. Okay. And it's something they have to work with in order to just keep going. What would your advice be? I mean, you have dealt with the most difficult people. So what would your advice be? I'd say just be true to yourself. Try to remain calm and take a good deep breath before releasing any sort of hostile uh, kind of words or do anything that you might act on and then regret. So just almost take a deep breath before, you know, go saying something you might you might not want to you might regret you might regret later indeed i think yeah. that's very good yeah advice. because that's why I, I have to i'm quite i'm quite um fiery so i even though you wouldn't think it of me i am quite like 
quite fiery. So I have to, in my job, I always have to take a deep breath and almost like remain calm. Um, and then, of course, you can then release it later to your friends, your family, or or it just might you just might need to walk around the block. And then it might feel better. Although, what I would also say, I would add to that little piece of advice and say, but when you're taking it out on your family, let them know that you're taking it out on them, that it's not them, that you're just releasing your exactly. energy, and so that they don't get shocked when you come home and go, what the. And you're thinking, yeah, that's so true. I just, I just so gave you a bowl you of strawberries. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Totally. Wrong? <laughs> totally. It is hard to stay calm in the face of difficult, but it is so important. Screaming down a screamer is highly unlikely to decompress a situation. Breathe, step aside, even in your mind. Remind yourself that this too shall pass, and then. As a friend of mine once said, go kill a dead thing. This is the Survival A to Z podcast. I'm Alison Hogg and my guest was Jackie Jones. Till next time, let's all practice. Breathe, internal eye roll, smile, pause, remove yourself, and now, scream. Scream.